The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you. It is March 10th. 7 a.m. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Last day of the week. David. Okay. Now. <laughs> what is going on at Mater Day Radio today? This is unbelievable. Tell it everybody really what's is. happening. I mean, it's like a winter wonderland up here. When we got up here, it was snowing. Snow and... was coming down, but it was wet. I mean, right. it was kind of that wintry mix for yeah. sure. But now it's like really snowing and really sticking. I mean, like sticking on the, the pavement. The pavement is white. The it's, landscaping is white. Yeah. The trees are starting to no. hang with snow. It looks like a big Wint- snow winter day. Yeah, it's Patrick crazy. Patrick keeps saying it's like we're living in a snow globe and some kid keeps shaking it no. up and the snow keeps falling. It's more than a snow globe right now. That is for sure. So anyway... Uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Take your time coming up and over I, the hill. I guess so. Now, this is up on Sylvan Hill, so we're at a little bit of elevation here. But we've seen it snowing all week long, but it wasn't sticking. It was no, just snowing. It would come you know. down. Yeah, oh, come look, down. there's yeah. some big fat flakes yeah. there for a while. That one morning yeah. we came up and there was out of the blue snow on the yeah. landscaping, but the roads were clear. But this was really weird this morning because, yeah, uh, it was all wet my whole commute in, rain falling, a good amount. But, you know, I could see, like, you know, snow makes that funny little kind of sure. splat yeah. on your windshield. And I went, that looks a little icy. And yeah. that was just as I was coming up to the top of the hill, pulled in just fine. The roads were wet. And then all of a sudden the sun comes up and you're like, Brenda, did you look outside? And it's really wet. Now looking out 26, it does look like traffic's moving well enough for yeah. a Friday morning at seven o'clock. But uh, yeah, give I, yourself some time. I got to believe if you're anywhere above Probably, again, this is guessing on my part, but if you're anywhere above 700, 800 feet, yeah, you could have some sticking snow right you now. You did a lot. I'm not sure. We're right around, I always kind of think of us at around 500 yeah, on I think, Sylvan. I think we're a little higher. A little higher than that. Okay. But needless to say, it's quite a surprise and quite shocking <laughs> to see this morning. Do you ever remember in all of the years you are a you are a son of, Was- of Oregon? You are a son of Oregon. I am indeed. Uh, of the Willamette Valley. Of the Willamette Valley. We haven't traveled far from your birthplace. <laughs> yes, I have not. Do you remember winters like this where it was just on and off again snow for weeks? Uh, not really. I mean, we've had, obviously, snowstorms throughout the years, obviously. <laughs> Look at a couple weeks ago. But not where it's just every day it seems like snow has been falling. Again, not sticking, but just falling. And again, then now this morning, kind of crazy. So... I don't know if this is going to last. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I, you, uh, I just don't know. David, you got to have answers here if you're going to be on the radio. Now, as far <laughs> as all all we can really tell you, though, is what National Weather Service is saying. My phone app is telling me that it's going to continue to snow till about 8 o'clock. There's yeah. a big snowflake on the app uh, until 8, and then it seems to settle down. Maybe it gets too warm now after that, but... 
Yeah. Looking out there right now makes me like want to leave. <laughs> yeah. So high today is supposed to be 47. Okay. So figure that one out. So okay. I, I will tell you this too. Uh, over in Eastern Oregon, Lagrand, Pendleton, I-84 closed. Oh, okay. From last report. Uh, really a big snow storm over there. There were some uh, spun out semis blocking the roadways. I looked on the road camps and it is very snowy over there. It's looking pretty snowy. So if you have plans to go over to Eastern Oregon today, I mean, you know, definitely check the road camps. Check the road camps wherever you're going today. The mountain passes, I know the Cascades looking at the, the uh road camps up there and they have a lot of snow as yeah. well so man, just, that's yeah, what it is checking in where my daughter is in ellensburg washington they've got snow falling this morning too they thought they were kind of through yeah. a lot of it but you know they're a little higher up uh also so they she says sure. that snow's gonna stick around yeah. eastern washington for a little while too. so that's what it is if you're heading out today uh you know be uh be careful Take a look at the cam, see what's happening, because if you're up here on Sylvan Hill, where we're at, yeah, there's quite a bit of snow falling. So what else you got coming All up All right. Well, David, a cardinal who meets with Pope Francis weekly, reflects on 10 years with Pope Francis and in naming the new bishops and how his papacy has kind of shaped Catholicism right. around the world. Well, you know what's coming up on Sunday? You may want to put on your long johns to the Shamrock Run in oh. Portland. <laughs> so uh, we'll have some Irish events coming up for you. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, just around the corner. So good show oh, coming up. Sounds good. Let's start things today with some Lenten music by Matt Marr. You were on the cross. And you're listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Lost. Everything is lost. And everything I've loved before is gone Alone Like the coming of the frost And a cold winter's chill in my stony heart
That is Matt Marr, and you were on the cross. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the snow globe that what is Mater Day Radio Studios this morning <laughs> as it continues to come down. Well, we'll have a forecast for you coming up, and then we will be joined by our good friend Ken Hellanius, South Bend, Indiana, University of Notre Dame. That's next. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Mater Dei Radio, everything we do is meant to illuminate the truth of Christ. From starting the day with David and Brenda on the morning blend to closing the night with the mysteries of the rosary, we're devoted to leading souls into the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. Mark your calendar for April 17th through 21st as we seek the truth during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Spring share It's going to be a week of joyful celebration. And you can be a big part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in April by providing a strong incentive for our share listeners to match your prayerful giving. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and seek the truth during our 2023 Spring share at Mater Dei Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, David, as I get into my weather report, let me just preface this by saying I wrote this when it was still dark outside. <laughs> yes. And so when you have to look out the window to get your weather report, you know you're in the Pacific Northwest. That is for sure. All right. Well, the next system obviously has moved in overnight, bringing with it lots of rain. The morning snow levels down to about 1,000 feet. We can attest that it's actually even a little bit lower than that. We've got snow up on Sylvan Hill. Now, the coast range is under a winter weather watch, and the Cascades 
winter storm warning. So here in the valley, expect highs to reach in the mid-40s. More blustery winds this afternoon. Did you hear the wind last night? I did, yeah. Because it was really blowing in Vancouver also. Overnight, we're cooling back to the upper 30s. Then about a 40% chance of rain on Saturday, 90% on Sunday. And it looks like rain's continuing all the way into next week. All right. It is 39 degrees at St. Clair Church in Portland. And it is 38 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. Sometimes hilarious, always hilarious. It's Keeping Up with Ken Hilarious on Mater Day Radio. And he is the host of Living Stones, heard every Monday evening at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. And our man at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, we welcome to the show, Ken Hilarious. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, David. How are you today? Uh, I uh, just came in from making a snow lion. Ah, okay. So you guys still have a little snow going on. We got snow last evening. Uh, I was at a meeting uh, that ended at about 9 o'clock, and as I was driving home, I uh, the snow started coming down, and we woke to a winter wonderland, a beautiful yeah. south bend. Wow, you're just like us up here today on uh, the Mater Day Radio Studios. We came up this morning, had snow falling as well, so... Uh, I guess uh, we can both enjoy the snow this morning. I got to ask you, so as the uh, national take your lunch to work day today, are you a guy that takes your lunch to work with you? Well, uh, usually I do. This week has been a blessed week in the office because I've had four sponsored lunches all week long. Wow. uh, And I told my, my beloved bride that, Friday was the one day I didn't have a sponsored lunch, and so I was probably going to fast. Oh, so there um, you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I ended up actually bringing in some uh, some uh, uh, chili egg puff, a delicious egg uh, egg and and green chilies Ooh. kind of uh, kind of thing. And so that's what I'm going to have uh, after uh, at lunchtime. Well, that so, sounds yeah. very good. As a, a little Kenny Hellenius going to grade school, did you bring your lunch to school with you? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yep, I went to so I went to the parish grade school ah. uh, in, in at St. Philomena in Des Moines, Washington, and uh, we had we only had hot lunch once a week, and so that was um, ah. you know kind of a highlight. But the rest of the days, of course, yeah, I would take uh, big fan of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yes, of uh, course, and uh, and Doritos chips. There you that go. Did you have a logoed lunchbox that you you had? I had an A-team lunchbox. Yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it when a plan comes together, or in this case, I love it when a lunch comes together. I pity the fool. Murdoch. I, I pity the fool who didn't have a lunch. <laughs> that's right. You know, so uh, that's great. I had yeah. a, uh, I, this is way before your time probably, but I had a combat lunchbox. Combat? Yeah, that was a TV what? show back in the... I think back in the early '60s, probably. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah, and it was uh, it, that was so. That's what I had. <laughs> it's always. Yeah, fun I to... know. I know. My wife Julie had a uh, had a an emergency uh, oh. lunchbox. Oh, you guys are so young. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun Good to think times. back. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, of course, we have St. Patrick's Day coming up in exactly a week, and you know, I can't think there's a better day related to. Notre Dame University and the Fighting Irish than St. Patrick's Day. So, I, is it a big doings at Notre Dame on St. Patrick's Day? You know, it's really, really funny the way the uh, uh, 
student calendar works out pretty much six out of seven years, every, you know, seven years or so, um, six out of those seven years, the students are gone on spring break during St. Patrick's Day. Oh, okay. And and I, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I think it's actually pretty much planned that way. <laughs> uh, you know, you'd rather have the kids off being partying and maybe being silly, perhaps. Yeah. Yes. Uh, perhaps. Uh, uh, let's say perhaps celebrating the feast of St. Patrick, the great apostle of Ireland, in their own way. Gotcha. Uh, and so, um, so this year, uh, spring break actually begins today, and it extends through the Sunday the 19th, and so uh, the students will be gone. Um, we are going to be celebrating here at the DeNicola Center for Ethics and Culture. Next week, we're doing our spring cleaning and things like that while the students are gone, and then we're taking off St. Patrick's Day as an unofficial day off in oh, the nice. office. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, wonderful. So, uh, and, and the Bishop of uh, South, uh, Fort Wayne South Bend has uh, given us the option to uh, – to um, go to Mass or pray a rosary for world peace, and then we would be able to uh, enjoy uh, corned beef or uh, a meat option on the Feast of St. Patrick. And so I will be attending the morning Mass and and probably also praying the rosary for world peace on the Feast of St. Patrick. That's very Uh, nice. And then enjoying corned beef hash for breakfast, corned beef sandwich for lunch, and probably corned beef for dinner as well. (laughs) That's good. And then... Yes. And then spending the rest of the day getting rid of the salt out of my body. <laughs> yes, drink lots of water. <laughs> lots of water. Not green yeah. beer. No, by no means, <laughs> exactly. So is there any place on the campus uh, at the University of Notre Dame where uh, some miraculous conversion happens where water turns green? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, the city of Chicago is very famous for I know, yeah. dying the, uh, yep. the Chicago River. Uh, and they're only they're only 90 minutes away from us at this point. But uh, now here on campus, you know, so that we have a uh, we have the um, Roars Bistro, which is a kind of a you know restaurant on campus in the Morris Inn. And they always have corned beef and cabbage on the menu. So that's year round. OK. Uh, and then uh, they pull a mighty fine pint of Guinness. Ah, and so if you're nice. going to have corned beef and, and cabbage or, uh, you know, a delicious kind of. Irish American style mm-hmm. meal. Roar's Bistro is the place to go here at Notre Dame. There you go. So, what's the story behind Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish, the uh, mascot, if you will? Yeah, you know, it's actually a relatively uh, unclear connection um, because, of course, the University of Notre Dame was founded by French Catholic priests. You know, the the Congregation of Holy Cross is right. a French Catholic order after that was established after the French Revolution, um, and they were brought here. Uh, you know, invited to come and establish a community and a school here, uh, and to be missionaries among the Native American communities in northern uh, Indiana, yeah. uh, among the Potawatomi Indians. And so, um, the students uh, originally Notre Dame was a high school. And then um, became a university, uh, became a college and a university um, later. Um, and the the students would have been local. You know, it's really under under Newt Rockney that University of Notre Dame begins to be to get a national, uh, nationally known kind of presence and to draw students from farther away oh. than, than really local. Right. Uh, and it was because under Newt Rockney, he would go and take his 
football teams via train to play at at USC and to play on the East Coast. And so that they basically created a national fan base. Um, And the connection to the Fighting Irish probably has to do with with, um, basically kind of anti-American, or not anti-American, but anti-Catholic kind of... um, uh, bigotry in a way, right. you know, the, yeah. the Irish uh, having, it would have been during the rising uh, kind of uh, post-immigration, post uh, kind of turn of the century sure. immigration and, uh, and the football teams being the primary um, way that people knew Notre Dame, uh, kind of, kind of an, an attempt at a slur, which the students and the, and the university kind of embraced. Um, and so that's the kind of the story. It's not a clear connection. Right. But since then, we have developed a, a great uh, – the university actually has a study abroad program in Dublin as well as at Kylemore Abbey, which is on the west side of, the, uh, of Ireland. And so we have extensive connections now uh, with Ireland that is really an adopted relationship that has flourished. Wonderful. Very interesting story. Uh, Thank you for sharing that with us. So as we wrap up this morning, uh, we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful St. Patrick's Day next week. Ken Hellenius, of course, he's the host of Living Stones Heard right here on Mater Day Radio and at the University of Notre Dame, South Bend, Indiana. Well, enjoy the snow today. (laughs) You too, and I hope you warm up eventually. All right. Well, God bless. Have a great weekend. You too. Take care now. And it is 7.23 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, there's a few celebrations going on at parishes around oh, the yeah. Portland area, you know, where you can find out information on who's having it and how and where and how to get there. Mater Day Radio's community calendar. It's a great place to go where you can find all kinds of things happening in our community, including some wonderful corned beef and cabbage meals, some Irish music happening, plus wonderful Lenten events. All these things, well, you can find stuff to do today. So go to our community calendar. Again, you're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. And of course, access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. 
What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. Some pretty positive health news for you coming up. And 10 years with Pope Francis, a cardinal comes forward and talks about his weekly meetings and bishops. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Katie Hurst and Answers. We are the Morning Blend, right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. What about all the earthquakes, fires and hurricanes? Why does it keep on storming when you could stop the rain? I want the answers. What about all the sickness medicine can't solve? What about all the cancer? You could heal it all. I want the answers. You know my questions. You know.
That is Katie Hurst and Answers. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Cardinal Mark Ouellette, who has led the Vatican's office that advises the Pope on the appointment of bishops for over a dozen years, has had an up-close look at Pope Francis' first 10 years as Pope. The 78-year-old Cardinal spoke to Catholic News Agency about the Pope's legacy, the Latin American influence on his pastoral style, and his approach to choosing bishops ahead of the March 13th anniversary of Pope Francis' papacy. Now, in the interview, Willette said, The world needs a spiritual leader, a father in some way. And he has the figure of a father close to the people, merciful and compassionate. Now, on March 13th, 2013, the second day of the conclave, the Cardinal electors chose Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio to be the 266th Pope, the Catholic Church, and the Bishop of Rome. Now, one of the Pope's responsibility is choosing the men who will lead the world's diocese as bishops. Cardinal Ouellette, who is from Quebec, Canada, has met weekly with Pope Francis throughout his pontificate to help with the process. So 10 years. 10 years ago on the election of. Now, remember, it takes a few days to have the full installation mass. But, yeah, it was as clear as day. I can remember watching the announcement, hearing the name, not exactly sure sure who it was, and then not too much later after that, here is this man with just a little simple hello, you know, just a a, a little simple hello, and uh, immediately chose the name Francis. I remember it very vividly, too. We were at the Mater Dei Radio Studios when we were up on the University of Portland campus watching the EWTN feed. Were you really? Yeah, and it was like, oh, there it is. There's the white smoke. White smoke. That's it. Hey, good news on the health front this morning when it comes to a winter of respiratory viruses. The state's top health official is optimistic about the spring, explaining conditions with COVID-19, RSV, and influenza are better overall than they have been in months. During his monthly update yesterday, Dr. Dean Seidlinger with the Oregon Health Authority told reporters he was encouraged with the outlook driven by high vaccination rates. Nearly 87% of adults 18 and older received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccines, and more than 25% got a booster shot and downward trending test positivity rates for COVID-19, influenza, and RSV. He said rates for influenza and RSV are now consistently below the threshold at which he would consider circulation to be growing concern. On April 3rd, the state will be lifting mask requirements in healthcare settings. It was one of the last pandemic rules in place. It's good to hear. That is excellent to hear. Oh, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler has confirmed that the first of six planned large-scale sanctioned homeless camping sites will be located in inner southeast Portland on a vacant lot near Powell Boulevard and 13th Avenue. Wheeler detailed the site selection at a news conference Thursday morning, and he also announced that the city has partnered with a California-based nonprofit called Urban Alchemy to run the first site. Wheeler said Thursday that his goal was to have the Gideon Street site up and running by the summer. The site will initially have up to 100 tents with room for up to 150 people, he said, with access to basic services like food, 
restrooms, showers, electricity, and storage. There will be regular trash collection and hazardous waste removal services both at the site and in a 1,000-square-foot area surrounding it, Wheeler said. We'll also have a perimeter fence and security accompanied by a ban on unsanctioned camping within 1,000 feet of the site. going to be an active weekend in downtown Portland, particularly along the city's waterfront park. It is the 45th anniversary of the very popular Shamrock Run. Oh, yes. On Sunday, beginning at 8 a.m. I wonder what the weather is going to be like. (laughs) Not very pleasant, I don't think. Well, the event typically draws around 20,000 enthusiasts to kick off the spring running season in the Rose City. The Shamrock Runs offers a variety of courses for about every skill level, including a half marathon, 15, 8, and 5K, along with the course for walkers. There is even a 1K Dornbecker leprechaun lap for kids 10 and under. Nice, a leprechaun lap. I love love it. Isn't that great? Uh, To go along with the Shamrock Run, Kells Irish Pub kicks off the St. Patrick festivities with activities along the waterfront this evening with an amateur boxing event featuring the USA versus Ireland. How about that, huh? Okay. There will also be a Kells Irish Festival both this weekend and next weekend. Uh, you can get tickets online through uh, Ticket Tomato if you're interested. So, yeah, going to be fun. All right. Let's get ready. We're get- It feels like we begin to celebrate St. <laughs> Patrick's Day earlier and earlier. We need it. Yeah. We'll celebrate it. Cellist Yo-Yo Ma will kick off the Oregon Symphony's upcoming 2023-24 season. It will be a one-night extravaganza where the Grammy-winning artist will share the stage with the orchestra at Portland's Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall on, mark this down, September 10th. Ooh, nice. Okay. While subscribers get early access to tickets, individual tickets go on sale in August. The Oregon Symphony announced Yo-Yo Ma's performance and revealed its upcoming season during a press conference this week. Live concerts will take place at the Arlington Snitcher Concert Hall as well as the Smith Auditorium in Salem. The symphony also revealed that it will be canceling its waterfront concert, which was free due to budget constraints. The Oregon Symphony music director David Dansmayer said the focus of this new season will explore the themes of adversity and resilience and how they impact composers and their music. Ah. They've already announced also at Christmas season in December, they will be playing Handel's Messiah. You know, we'll have to get up here our uh, good buddy Pete Forjola, who's the associate concertmaster. Absolutely. The get an update from him, too. Always enjoy talking with him. In sports, March Madness continues. College hoops at the Pac 12 Men's Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Oregon defeated Washington State yesterday, 75 to 70. The Ducks will now face top seed UCLA in the semifinals this evening, 6 o'clock. That game is on the Pac 12 network. Other semifinal has Arizona State against Arizona. And at the State of Oregon High School basketball tournaments in boys' 6A action, Central Catholic fell to West Lynn yesterday. Rams will play a consolation game against Gresham this morning at the Child Center. Boys' 4A Cascade defeated Marist Catholic. 
Marist will take on Gladstone in the Constellation game this morning at Forest Grove High School. Girls 6A Jesuit takes on Clackamas in a semifinal contest at the Child Center at 1.30 this afternoon. And in the girls 5A semifinals, LaSalle Prep lost to Crescent Valley. There's your update. Go to the OSAA website again. They've got the brackets and all the info there. Well, no matter how often Catholics receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation, many find it's an especially good time to seek forgiveness and healing in preparation for our Lord's Passion and Resurrection. Well, sometimes you do your formal preparation for confession during the car ride to church. Maybe you're going to one of the larger reconciliation evenings that walk you through the examination of conscience. Well, sometimes waiting in line and praying Mm -hmm. will help you also. So here are a few things. If you find yourself in a line that you can do and things you definitely should not do. Okay. Well, in line for confession, David. Number one, turn off your cell phone. (laughs) Standing there with your earbuds on, listening to music. Do not do that. don't do that. Do not do that. It's amazing how many times I still hear (laughs) cell phones ringing in the middle of mass. Priests are very patient with that. Uh, ask God to go through your sins with you. Oh, okay. I mean, pray as yeah. you're doing that and talk to the Lord. You can also carry your rosary and say the rosary for help and inspiration. While you cannot have your phone with you, you can have a book with you. Read a little spiritual direction as you are waiting yeah. and then meditate on the gospel of the day too. Sometimes that will help you in in recalling your journey since your last confession and allow you to find more things that you know you need to offer to mm, the yeah. Lord. Now, what not to do in line? Yes. Talk. It's yes. not a time to visit with your friend who you haven't seen since the last uh, large-scale reconciliation right. service. See that? Do not disturb other people who are praying and concentrating around you. Of course, since you've already turned off your phone, you're not going to be te- uh, tempted to text or play games or use your mm-hmm. phone in any way. Although it is getting a little more difficult because people do use their phone to pray. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's... I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Know, so don't you don't also need to be telling you know tapping people, put your phone away. Stop. Right. Uh, yeah. Unless it's my kid and you see him <laughs> playing a game on his phone. Yeah. Then you can. And then lastly, they say don't sing or pray out loud. It's also not a time to be loud in any way. Yeah. It's time to be quiet because as we don't want to disturb the others around you. Sure. I understand but there's a that. few little yeah. tips. All right. I, I know the biggest mistake I made. Is getting behind you because <laughs> just, it a long took forever. Time. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> how long are you going to be in there oh, anyway? <laughs> gosh, I tell you what, poor Monsignor O'Connor. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Oh, and happening tonight and also tomorrow at St. John the Apostle Catholic Church in Oregon City. It is a parish mission with talks featuring John Edwards, the founder of Pew Ministries. Now, the lectures include tonight, Addict to Evangelist, John's powerful conversion story. Tomorrow, Restoring Your Identity, Who You Are, Whose You Are, and Why You're Here. And then his last lecture, The Most Important Thing, A Personal Relationship with Jesus. This is a free will offering in place of ticket sales, and please register online. You can find all the details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 
We'll have a big men's conference coming up tomorrow. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Matcha Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Join Mater Dei Radio and Archbishop Alexander Sample as he prays the Hail Holy Queen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatraDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Saturday, 745 in Mater Dei Radio. We've got an 80% chance of showers today. Some may be rain, some may be snow. Up here at Mater Dei Radio Studios, it's snow right now. So uh, we'll see how that goes the rest of the day. Still calling for a high of 47 degrees and 50% chance of showers overnight, low of 39, then a 50% chance of rain Saturday, 60% chance of showers on Sunday. Currently, it is 35 degrees at St. Michael's Catholic Church out in Sandy. And 37 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. Well, a group of four laymen, a priest and a deacon, they met one evening. Well, maybe that sounds like the beginning of a funny story, even a joke, but... Well, they were not joking when they got together and very focused on helping men strengthen their relationship with Jesus Christ. So what developed was a vision to unify the efforts of Catholic men's groups and to advance Catholic ministry to men with mentorship, expertise, and essential resources. Now, recognizing the very evident need for ministry to men in the Catholic church and culture, the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance was formed. Well, they're now inviting men from across the U.S. and the world to be leaders and strong men of faith. 
There is a special event coming up on March 11th. And joining me this morning with all of the details is Dan Donaldson. He is the vice president of Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. Good morning, Dan. Thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend today. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so thrilled to be with you and your listeners on Modern Day Radio. Well, Dan, you worked in secular business for 20 years, you know, before turning your expertise to ministry. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about how you came to join Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. Sure. Thanks for asking. And and first and foremost, I started my career in the Tri-Cities, Washington. I'm, I'm born and bred in Walla Walla, Washington, so I'm a Northwest boy uh, and born and raised out there. And I worked in uh, the sports marketing field and then I moved into the pharmaceutical industry into sales and leadership roles and um, loved what I did, worked in um, for Fortune 50 companies in the, in the pharmaceutical industry and was very, very blessed uh, for a couple of decades and discovered in 2015 that the pharmaceutical company that I was working for started doing human embryonic stem cell research in the specific area that was my expertise, which was endocrinology. And I knew then and there that ostensibly my career was over uh, because I I could not participate in that because uh, human embryonic stem cell research kills babies. Um, so I began a novena to St. Joseph the Worker, and this was in late April of 2015. And in the middle of that novena, I was approached by a friend of mine named Dr. Tim Gray, who is the president of the Augustine Institute. And he told me that the Augustine Institute was merging with Lighthouse Catholic Media and launching this new platform called Formed. And he said, hey, would you would you consider coming to help us out with that? And they said, well, funny you should ask. And so um, that's how I I started my venture into uh, the Catholic nonprofit world. And it's been just a total blessing ever since. Um, From there, um, I spent five years with the Augustine Institute and then worked with a very dear friend of mine, Chris Stefanik, at Real Life Catholic for a couple of years, helping him and his organization get through COVID. And I was invited by the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance to come on board last fall. And it has been an absolute blessing. This is exactly where God has called me to be. And I'm thrilled to tell all your listeners about our upcoming Heroic Men's Summit on March 11th. Dan, you and I can both attest that working in ministry is such a blessing and it brings us such joy. Of course, that is not the case for the majority of Catholics out there. Their jobs are in the secular world. Now, before you left your job as in the pharmaceutical industry, was that difficult for you? Meaning that, you know, you had been so blessed for so many years, raised a family, and then to put it all on the line because your Catholic faith came right up against what you were doing in your work. Did you like think to yourself, God, why is this happening to me? That I, I, I want to continue to provide for my family, but, well, this is just not going to work out. I, I didn't. I, I didn't, wow. didn't question that. Um, and it's not because I'm some type of heroic person. It was just... It, it was just, see, it was so matter of fact. 
And it was just, uh, I can't do this. Okay, well, let's find something else to do. And I, I, I really trust God. I really, mm. um, he's blessed us. He's blessed my family. We've been through some, some definite trials. My wife is a brain cancer survivor. Um, she, we discovered that she had a 13 centimeter tumor in her left frontal lobe in 2010. Um, and she, at that time, was given two to five years to live. Um, she's still with us, by the way. Um, but um, th- you know, really, the, the job thing was just minor compared to that. Wow, um, for sure. And it was just it's, it was just matter of fact. And it's just like, okay, well, on to the next thing. You must have something better in store. That's that's uh, was my my thought process. Well, you definitely have a benefit of perspective, and I think that's a great reminder to all of us when dif- facing difficult situations that, well, it's a matter of perspective, and we have to put our trust in the Lord just like you did, Dan. Dan Donaldson is joining me today. He is the vice president of Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. They got a special event that, well, the entire community is invited to attend. Well, let's talk about the alliance now. Catholic Men's Leadership and Alliance. Tell us a little bit about what your mission is there and how what kind of work you're doing in dioceses across the country. Thank you. Well, first of all, you can check us out at catholicmenleaders.org, catholicmenleaders.org. And our mission is pretty darn straightforward. We exist to ignite, empower, and equip ministry to men throughout the world. Our motto is simple, strengthen the man, strengthen the family, strengthen the family, strengthen the church, strengthen the church, transform the culture. Mm. We believe that wholeheartedly, and we do three things. We do inspiring events like our event coming up on March 11th. It's a, a heroic men summit. Our keynote speakers are Bishop Andrew Cousins from the Diocese of Crookston, and who is also heading up the Eucharistic Revival in the United States. Dr. Edward, and by the way, Doc, uh, Bishop Cousins is giving a talk on Eucharistic masculinity. Dr. Edward Sree will also be joining us. He's a very popular author and speaker. I call him the Energizer Bunny of the Catholic world because this man has energized, energy like no one I've ever seen before, but he's an amazing speaker, amazing author. He's going to be doing a talk on Eucharistic discipleship. And then we have a young man joining us from the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. He is a regional director with them. His name is John Michael Lucido. He's 25 years old. He's married, and he and his wife have two children, one with severe special needs. And John Michael Lucido has an amazing Eucharistic testimony that he's going to share. The theme of this Heroic Men's Summit, and you can register for free, it's totally free, and you can register at heroicmen.com for free. The theme of it is Rising from Ashes, with the, the Eucharist being our source of transformation, power, and strength as men. Heroic Men's Summit, March 11th. Just go to heroicmen.com to register for free. And men, I want to invite you. Don't just come and be, be a spectator to it. 
invite a brother or a group of brothers to join you for the summit. It's, it's going to be less than two hours long, three great talks. But we also, when you register, you're going to get access to a free discussion guide so that you can uh, discuss what's, what's being shared by Bishop Cousins and Dr. Sri and John Michael Lucido. And just remember this. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, so one man strengthens another. So invite a brother to join you to participate in the Heroic Men's Summit on March 11th. And by the way, that will be at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Great information and more you will be able to find out on a line about the Heroic Men's Summit coming up. Dan, I've loved our conversation so much, but there is a lot more I want to talk to you about. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? I'd love to. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Friday morning. You know what I got in the mail yesterday? Oh, I know what you're talking about because I did too. My Mater Day Radio Spring share letter. If you're on our website or actually on our mailing list, hopefully you got your letter in the mail as well. Or you can go to our website and see everything about our upcoming 2023 Spring share the theme this year, Brenda, you know what it is. It is. Seeking Seek the truth. The truth. That's that beautiful right. lantern to guide the way. Yeah. So check it out. 2023 Spring share coming up April 17th through the 21st on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Broadcasting the fullness of truth, this is Mater Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene and streaming at materdayradio.com. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you have a little longer to file your taxes. We'll tell you about that in the news. And three climate activists who superglued their hands to a statue at the Vatican time for them to face the judge i'll have that story for you plus more coming up right after awaken the saint
Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint is John Ogilvie, who emerged from his youth as a devout Catholic through bizarre circumstances. Some of his family were Catholic, some were Presbyterian, and his father brought him up as a Calvinist. Maybe because of this range of beliefs, John had a strong interest in the religious debates and controversies of the time. He hungered for truth. At 13 years old, he was sent away for his education, during which time he learned more about Catholicism. The words of the martyrs moved him, and he resolved to become Catholic. At 17, he was accepted into the church at Scots College in Louvain. From there, John traveled all over for his continued education, eventually moving to Paris, where he became a priest in 1610 at 30 years old. Around three years later, he received orders to perform missionary work in Scotland. Now, at the time, being a Catholic in Scotland was a dangerous thing. It was illegal to preach or endorse Catholicism, and had been so for 50 years. There were few Catholics living in Scotland when John arrived, and even fewer allies who could help him if the law turned against him. With great difficulty, since most of the remaining Catholics in Scotland held to their faith very fearfully, John began to preach and practice Mass in private settings. As his reach expanded, he also started to visit Catholics who were in prison, which was even riskier because prisoners were constantly under watch. As John's congregation grew, it became more difficult to maintain secrecy. By 1614, he was betrayed by one of the men he met with and was consequently arrested. He was brought before Archbishop Spottiswood for trial and asked, have you said Mass in the King's dominion? John's reply was tactful, but defiant. If this is a crime, it should be proved, not by my word, but by my witness. Under further inquiry, he refused to answer any questions that would incriminate him or reveal anyone else's involvement. They imprisoned John for eight days. Whenever he tried to sleep, he was prodded with stakes or dragged around his cell by his hair. His jailers only allowed him a night's rest when the doctor said he was at risk of death. After his torture, John was forced into a second trial, where the charges against him were completely different. He was now charged with high treason, and it became increasingly obvious that his accusers wanted to use him to discover which Scots sympathized with Catholic views. Despite his deteriorating condition, he didn't give an inch. Imprisoned again, John was forced to answer a series of questions written by King James himself. These questions involved the connection between church and state and were written in such a way that John had no choice but to give answers which would ultimately sentence him to death unless he renounced his beliefs. With one failed attempt to recant, he was hanged and died a martyr in 1615. John Ogilvie, as a convert, vouches for the validity of the Catholic faith in the most powerful way possible. His martyrdom reminds us that the highest authority is always God, and faith in Him should never be quashed by the laws of man. How are we living out the same faith in our daily lives? How can we live it better? St. John Ogilvie, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to view our Lenten resources, please go to our Hail Mary Media app. It's free. All the details at matradayradio.com. It's 801. And in your news, the Vatican held a hearing on Thursday to try three climate activists for criminal damage to a famous statue in the Vatican Museums. Guido Viero Esther Goffey were ordered to appear before the Vatican City State Tribunal March 9th. Viero and Goffey superglued their hands to the marble base holding Laocoon and his sons, an ancient marble sculpture on display in the Vatican Museums on the morning of August 18th, 
2022. Now, they are accused of damaging the base of the statue through the use of particularly tough and corrosive synthetic adhesive. Laura, who videotaped the demonstration in the Vatican Museum and whose last name is not public, has also been charged by the Vatican. The three are part of an organization, Last Generation, an Italian group that encourages nonviolent civil disobedience to raise the alarm on the climate emergency. Now, according to the press release, Viero and Goffi face up to three years in prison and fines up to $3,272. Grocery shoppers in the Portland area are going to have fewer choices come the end of the month. Green Zebra has announced it plans to close all three of its Rose City locations come the end of March. The small company was started by former New Seasons Market Chief Executive Lisa Sedler. She says there are several reasons for Green Zebra's closing, including supply chain, staffing, and other economic issues. Green Zebra's announcement comes amid soaring grocery prices, higher interest rates, and concerns about a possible recession later this year. Green Zebra Market first opened in 2013 with the goal of providing an upscale grocery experience in smaller stores across urban neighborhoods. Green Zebra's closing comes as Walmart recently announced it is shuttering its two stores in Portland later this month. Wow. So what was, so you said upscale grocery store. Was it like a smaller, maybe more along the lines of maybe we would remember like New Seasons or Trader Joe's type of a grocery store? Exactly. Yeah, just a little smaller though. There are three locations in the area. I remember there was one up by the University of Portland. We'd drive by it pretty frequently. Pretty frequently going to work. Well, it's been three years since the people of Washington state hunkered down in the face of a COVID-19 outbreak that upended society and ushered in debates about responding to the virus. Well, that continued today. While people have returned to in-person work and social life and public health restrictions have been lifted, the pandemic is still here. An average of five Washingtonian residents are still dying every day from COVID-19 as recently as late January. Like elsewhere, the vast majority of deaths due to COVID-19 have occurred among people aged 65 or, or older. Now, at the pandemic's outset, Governor Jay Inslee invoked his executive agency powers to impose a host of public restrictions. Now, throughout the pandemic, Inslee ordered some of the strictest public health measures in the nation intended to curb the virus. The governor lifted the state of emergency last October, and the Washington Department of Health announced that one of the few remaining restrictions, the mask mandate for health care, prisons, and long-term care facilities, will end on April 3rd. Yep, Oregon's the same way, and in fact, we had that story in the last newscast. One of the things that the health officials say, too, if you are, you know, immune-compromised, have health issues, Mm -hmm. to still... Really take precautions. Very important Absolutely. to do so. Hey, Brenda, you working on your taxes right now? No. <laughs> the most I've got it? is a little corner on a shelf that has all of the information that it as it came in the mail, yeah. I, I put it on the shelf. All right. Well, here's a little bit of good news for you. The filing deadline has been extended for the second year in a row thanks to a federal holiday. So the deadline to submit tax returns for 2022 and pay any taxes owed Tuesday, April 18th of this year. 
The deadline to file Oregon state income tax returns will also move to April 18th. Now, the usual deadline, of course, is April 15th, but it falls on Saturday. So when tax day falls on a weekend, the IRS traditionally pushes the deadline to the next business day. But on the following Monday, the District of Columbia observes Emancipation Day. So by law, holidays in the capital affects tax deadlines like federal holidays. So that pushes the deadline to Tuesday, April 18th. If you're filing an extension by the April 18th deadline, you'll have until October 16th to pay any taxes owed. Okay. So there you go. Call and make my appointment, I guess. Better get on it. Well, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler has confirmed that the first of six planned large-scale sanctioned homeless camping sites will be located in inner southeast Portland on a vacant lot near Powell Boulevard and 13th Avenue. Wheeler detailed the site selection at a news conference Thursday morning, and he also announced that the city has partnered with a California-based nonprofit called Urban Alchemy to run the first site. Wheeler said Thursday that his goal was to have the Gideon Street site up and running by the summer. The site will initially have up to 100 tents with rooms for up to 150 people, he said, with access to basic services like food, restrooms, showers, electricity, and storage. There will be regular trash collection, hazardous waste removal services both at the site and in a 1,000-foot area surrounding it, Wheeler said. We'll also have a perimeter fence and security accompanied by a ban on unsanctioned camping within a 1,000 feet of the site. Hey, the Portland Trailblazers continue their six-game road trip with a contest at Philadelphia today. The game tips off at 4 p.m. our time. Blazers wrap up the trip at New Orleans on Sunday. College baseball this weekend. University of Portland opens a four-game home series with Niagara this afternoon. First pitch at Joe Etzel Field, 3 o'clock. You may want to check the uh, UAP website, uh, Pilots' website, before you head up there if you're going to watch the game to see what's going on weather-wise. Oregon State begins Pac-12 play tonight, hosting Washington State in a three-game series. They'll get underway at 5.30 from Goss Stadium. And the University of Oregon starts conference play in Eugene with a three-game series against UCLA. Uh, Their game this afternoon also at 3 from PK Park. I got to believe if you're going out to watch a baseball game today, you're going to dress warmly. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll catch another game. Well, you might remember this story, but a 36-year-old Boeing employee noticed at a local grocery store in her hometown of Auburn, Washington, that the Powerball jackpot had reached $747 million. That's right. Remember recently? It just happened. Yeah. Well, in a nod to her place of work, she decided to buy a ticket after the number of Boeing's premier jumbo passenger jet, the 747. Yeah. Right? In another coincidence, the jackpot had reached $747 million the week in which Boeing sold it's the last 747 or 747 right. ever. I remember that. Now, a believer in fate might say it was meant to be since winner Becky Ball had already spent the weekly allocation she gives herself for buying lottery tickets. But noticing the connection with her job, she said, I had to buy one more ticket when she saw that number at her local Fred Meyer grocery store. 
Well, Becky Ball has released no statements or interviews or information about herself, but has told reporters privately that she intends to share the money throughout her extended family. She had planned to retire at the end of June from Boeing, but will instead advance that to sometime this month, following her choice to claim the lottery as a lump sum rather than in increments, which means that that $747 million jackpot after taxes brought down to $309 million. I think it's still enough to live in the Seattle area. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the drastic reduction, she could still afford to buy a 747 and have some money left over to live comfortably. Now, Fred Meyer, the store that received or that sold her the ticket, they received $50,000 gift from the state lottery for being the one who sold the winning ticket, which they plan to donate to feed homeless and the needy, as well as a $10,000 party thrown for the associates who work in the store. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. We were talking earlier about St. Patrick's Day events starting soon. Well, March 12th, that's this Sunday. The St. Patrick's Church annual corned beef and cabbage dinner. Oh, yes. Join the St. Patrick Parish community for a celebratory dinner and fundraising event. This event features Kells Irish Pub's famous corned beef and cabbage dinner, the silent auction, along with the three-course mural. There will be local beer, wine, and coffee, and live music throughout the day. So there's seating times throughout. You can go yeah. at 11, 1.30, and 3.30. So please go online for more information and ticket information so keep this in mind too what's that uh remember it's daylight savings <gasps> time on saturday oh, david we turn the clock ahead so if you're planning any events on sunday be aware of that that the there there will be you the time change ahead that's right so don't forget daylight savings time saturday night 2 a.m get up and turn that clock ahead Okay. Or do it before you go to bed. That's probably the best way. Yeah. And you can find details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview on the men's conference coming up tomorrow, right after the forecast. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Day Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support 
from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Matrade Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking Pray on the Hail Mary Media app or matradayradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Mater Dei Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, there's stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the morning blend, and the Stations of the Cross of our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.15 on Mater Dei Radio. Breaking news. What's that? It finally stopped snowing up here. (laughs) Finally. It literally has been snowing all morning up until now. Pretty amazing. 60% chance of rain today, a high of 47 degrees. Uh, 50% chance of showers overnight tonight, low of 39. And then about a 50 to 60% chance of rain right on through the weekend. Highs right around 50 degrees. All right. Well, currently it is 39 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground, Washington. And 39 degrees at St. Luke Church in Woodburn. Well, I am continuing now my conversation with Dan Donaldson. Dan is the Vice President of Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. They have a wonderful event coming up. It is the Heroic Men's Summit. It is an online summit conference on March 11th. And Dan is joining me today to tell us a little bit more about it. Well, Dan, let's talk about you. You introduced us to this conference and you've got some great speakers. Tell us, who are you hoping to reach? You said man should invite a man, but are you looking to, for specific leaders that are working within parishes or within men's ministries? Or is this just a broad brush that it's the role of every Catholic man to be a leader and should be joining in this conference? Well, it is the role of every Catholic man as a baptized Christian to be a leader and to share the gospel. That is our calling as baptized Christians, as Catholic men, uh, to share the gospel. So, yes, we're all called to, to be leaders in one shape or form, uh, 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 you know, any, if you think about it. Um, so, uh Everybody and anybody is invited to join us. If you're in a leadership role, please join us. Um, And we're going to invite you to also raise your hand. We want to help you. Uh, We had talked a little bit earlier, Brenda, about what the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance does. We put on inspiring events like this Heroic Men's Summit. We also provide engaging resources like our free online platform and app called Heroic Men. So that's at heroicmen.com and it's chock full of literally thousands of videos, uh, audio talks, movies, and so forth. 
um, that's available too. But we also provide leadership coaching. And we coach on how to be effective with small groups. Because as I mentioned a little bit earlier in our conversation, iron sharpens iron, so one man strengthens another. Men need men. Men need other men. And we need to be able to gather as men together in small groups with one another. And if you can think about it, that's exactly what Jesus did. He did that for three years with 12 of his best buddies and uh, helped them to grow in their relationship with him. And we're called to do the same. So we coach on uh, effective small group discipleship, and we coach on uh, leadership conferences or men's conferences. And you guys in Portland have an amazing men's conference. I think you wrapped up a, a couple of months ago, but led by Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Deacon James Thurman. Uh, by the way, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers is on the board of the Catholic Men's Leadership wow. Alliance, and he's one of the founders. So we're really proud, and we can actually say we have some of our roots in Portland. Uh, but going back to your original question, um, this event on March 11th, the Heroic Men Summit, register for free men at heroicmen.com um, and invite a brother, but it's for every man, not, not whether you think you're a leader or not. And then, Dan, your hopes then after this conference again, it is a focused time. You have a great lineup of speakers. And then your hope then for men to do after this conference, how can they then take that that enthusiasm? You know, it's real easy to be enthused and focused when you're there at a conference surrounded by strong men that support each other. But then, well, then life comes at you. And we know the closer we get to the Lord, well, boy, the stronger the forces of evil try to really disrupt that fire within you. What are your hopes in following up on this conference that people will be able to do and join in right in their own diocese? This is my absolute passion. You just did. You you might have just got me on a soapbox, Brenda. Um, my hope is that men would continue to gather together. And I'm going to read something. This is a, a, a scripture passage that I've been reflecting on and praying with for a number of months, actually. It's from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the inspired author of Hebrews is encouraging us to continue to meet together. Why? So we can stir one another up to love and good works. So this is not just a one-time event. We, we, we hope that this event on March 11th will be inspiring, will be uplifting, will be formative in lots of ways. But we hope that it'll be an impetus for men to continue to gather with one another so that we can grow in our faith together and become the men that we are called to be, men after God's own heart and to, to be the husband, brothers, sons uh, that, we, that we've been called to be, oh, and fathers. 
Absolutely. Boy, I am inspired, Dan, and I hope that our listeners are inspired. We know Christ did not send them out one at a time by themselves to the world, but he sent them out two at a time. And boy, that is exactly, hopefully, how you will be able to continue the passion from the upcoming Heroic Men's Summit. Dan, it's been a great conversation. Remind our listeners again where they can find out more information about Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance and the Heroic Men's Summit. I'm going to give you two easy websites. The first one is heroicmen.com heroicmen.com go there register sign up for free to access that platform in the app and you can also register for the heroic men summit on march 11th you can also learn more about the catholic men's leadership alliance at catholicmenleaders.org catholicmenleaders.org and thank you brenda for having me on today it has been a total blessing and i'm just so grateful to you Oh, it has been a wonderful opportunity for me as well, Dan, to talk with you. I'd love it if you join us on the show again in the future. I'd be happy to. Thanks so much. And God bless you and all your listeners. God bless you too. And again, that is Dan Donaldson from Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. To make it easier, those links that Dan just talked about, I'm going to put those on the podcast of this interview. In fact, Mater Day Radio has a special affiliate registration link that I will attach that will also get you right to where you need to be to register for this wonderful online event. And you're going to find those links. Links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And it is 823 at Day Radio. Hey, one of the ways you can support Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Monterey Radio's vehicle donation program. Really an easy process. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation, take you to the main page, All you need to do is fill out a couple forms and you're good to go. Likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Materday Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. 
Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you know what? St. Patrick's Day just a week away. Yes. Exactly a week away from today. But some activities this weekend we're going to tell you about. So exciting. And a cardinal who meets with Pope Francis weekly reflects on 10 years with Pope Francis and the naming of new bishops. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Cooper Ray, and we come alive. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. We stood in this land with the dust upon our hands dry of a desert we called home you moved in your love from our death you lifted us breath of life resurrecting these dry bones you breathe in us give us strength we never
That is Cooper Ray and We Come Alive. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Cardinal Mark Ouellette, who has led the Vatican's office that advises the Pope on the appointment of bishops over a dozen years, has had an up-close look at Pope Francis' first 10 years as Pope. The 78-year-old Cardinal spoke to Catholic News Agency about the Pope's legacy, the Latin American influence on his pastoral style, and his approach to choosing bishops ahead of the March 13th anniversary of Francis's papacy. Now, in the interview, Willette said, the world needs a spiritual leader, a father in some way, and he has the figure of a father, close to the people, merciful and compassionate. Now, on March 13th, 2013, the second day of the conclave, the cardinal electors chose Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio to be the 266th Pope of the Catholic Church and the Bishop of Rome. Now, one of the Pope's responsibilities is choosing the men who will lead the world's diocese as bishops. Willette, who is from Quebec, Canada, has met weekly with Pope Francis throughout his pontificate to help this process. So March 13th is Monday. Monday. That'd be the exact 10th anniversary. That's right. We were talking about how you were watching the live feed from EWTN. We stand and look for white smoke. And, you know, you look at it and you go, oh, smoke's coming. And then it kind of takes a moment. Mm -hmm. And then you go, oh, is that black or is that white? That's white. It's white smoke. We have a pope. So what I didn't remember that you mentioned in the story that it was on day two. Day two of that of the conclave yeah. of the of the vote. I couldn't remember how yeah. how many days they went, but that wasn't long. It was so fascinating too at that time to learn of some of the procedures that happen within the conclave about how they vote and how the votes are counted and they're added to this string and then they've come up with the different formulas that right. produce black smoke and, and produce white smoke because they're burning the ballots. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what they're doing. Interesting. Well, good news on the health front this morning when it comes to a winter of respiratory viruses. The state's top health official is optimistic about the spring, explaining conditions with COVID-19, RSV, and influenza are better overall than than they have been in months. Now, during his monthly update yesterday, Dr. Dean Seidlinger with the Oregon Health Authority told reporters he was encouraged with the outlook driven by high vaccination rates. Nearly 87% of adults 18 and older received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, and more than 25% got a booster shot. And downward trending test positivity rates for COVID-19 influenza and RSV, he said, were looking good as well. Rates for influenza and RSV are now consistently below the threshold, which he would consider circulation to be a growing concern. So on April 3rd, the state will be lifting mask requirements in healthcare settings. It was one of the last pandemic rules in place. As we mentioned in our last newscast, though, if you're still immune compromised, have health related issues, you still want to be very cautious, wear a mask, those those sorts of things. For sure. 
Well, the Vatican held a hearing on Thursday to try three climate activists for criminal damage to a famous statue in the Vatican Museums. Guido Viero and Esther Goffey were ordered to appear before the Vatican City State Tribunal on March 9th. Viero and Goffey superglued their hands to the marble base holding Leakuan and his sons, an ancient marble sculpture on display in the Vatican Museums on the morning of August 18th, 2022. They are accused of damaging the base of the statue through the use of particularly tough and corrosive synthetic adhesives. Laura, who video recorded the demonstration in the Vatican Museums and whose last name is not public, has also been charged by the Vatican. The three are part of the organization Last Generation, an Italian group that encourages nonviolent civil disobedience to raise the alarm on the climate emergency. According to Ultima Generation, which is their group in mm-hmm. Italian, the three face up to three years in prison and fines up to $3,272. So what I want to know is how'd they get their hands off of it? Right? Yeah. If it, there was like a hard super glue? Super glue. Now, if you've ever super glued anything, you know that your skin sticks very well yeah. to super glue. And then they, I mean, most people go with acetone, which is so damaging, mm. uh, kind of a chemical. This seems to be a trend lately in different places. You've heard it in museums in France, uh, soup being spilled on famous paintings. Yeah. It's like the latest thing. Back in my day, I, people would uh, lock hands in you these. have a sit-in. Yeah, they'd have a sit-in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, they've taken it up a notch, I guess. I like that. Well. Yeah, stop jumping up and down (laughs) over there, David. It's going to be an active weekend in downtown Portland, particularly along the city's waterfront park. It is the 45th annual Shamrock Run. This all is right. the one where they all dress yeah. up funny, too. They, they do, getting green costumes. That's on Sunday, by the way, beginning at 8 a.m. Heads up if you're driving in downtown Portland on Sunday. You, you, you're going to want to be aware of that. So the event typically draws around 20,000 enthusiasts to kick off the spring running season in the Rose City. Shamrock Run offers a variety of courses for about every skill level, including half marathon, 15K, 8K, 5K, along with a course for the walkers, and even a 1K Dornbecker Leprechaun Lap for kids 10 and under. Leprechaun Lap. That's probably more along my uh, (laughs) level of uh, running ability. So to go along with the Shamrock Run, Kells Irish Pub kicks off St. Patrick festivities with activities along the waterfront this evening with an amateur boxing event featuring USA versus Ireland. There will also be a Kells Irish Festival both this weekend and next weekend. You can get tickets through Ticket Tomato. My guess is if you're doing any of these events, probably going to want to dress warmly. Oh my goodness, it's going to be cold. Yeah. Well, celebrated cellist Yo-Yo Ma will kick off the Oregon Symphony's upcoming 2023-24 season. It will be a one-night extravaganza where the Grammy-winning artist will share the stage with the orchestra at Portland's Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall on September 10th. While subscribers get early access to tickets, individual tickets go on sale in August. The Oregon Symphony announced Yo-Yo Ma's performance and revealed its upcoming season 
During a press pass event on Tuesday, live concerts will take place at the Arlington Inter Concert Hall, as well as the Smith Auditorium in Salem. The symphony also revealed that it will be canceling its waterfront concert, which was free due to budget constraints. Oregon Symphony Music Director David Dansmayer said the focus of the new season will explore the themes of adversity and resilience and how they impact composers and their music. So I keep saying this every year. I'm going to get tickets this year to an event. uh, And they are playing Handel's Messiah in the Mm -hmm. month of December. What also sounded like fun is when they do those movie symphony nights where they play the the background music and a movie at the same time. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think I might like to go to one of those. In sports, March Madness continues. College Hoops, the Pac-12 Men's Conference Tournament in Las Vegas, Oregon defeated Washington State yesterday, 75-70. to Ducks will now face top-seed UCLA in the semifinals this evening at 6 o'clock. A game will be televised on the Pac-12 network. The other semifinal has Arizona against Arizona State. So at the state high school, Oregon State High School basketball tournaments, in boys' 6A action, Central Catholic fell to West Lynn. The Rams will play a consolation game against Gresham this morning at the Child Center, University of Portland. Boys' 4A, Cascade defeated Marist Catholic. Marist will take on Gladstone in a consolation game this morning at Forest Grove High School. Girls 6A Jesuit takes on Clackamas in a semifinal contest at the Child Center at 1.30 this afternoon. And in girls 5A semifinals yesterday, LaSalle Prep lost to Crescent Valley. There you go. Well, no matter how often Catholics receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation, Many find this is an especially good time to seek forgiveness and healing in preparation for our Lord's passion and resurrection. Now, sometimes, you know, ahead of the scheduled time, if you're going to a large, larger reconciliation right. evening, preparation might occur while you're there, maybe in the days leading up to it, maybe sometimes on the car ride over or while you're standing in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always tell people kind of seeking out the priests that they want to go see. And sometimes, well, those good confessors have very long lines in front of them. Well, while you're waiting, there's a few things that you should do and things that you should definitely not do while you're waiting. So we're going to talk about some of those, David. Okay. First of all, uh, and now this one is on both ends of what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Right. Uh, is turn off your cell phone. Sure. You shouldn't be on your cell phone playing games. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about the use of cell phones, though, because many people have their prayers on their cell phones. I've got several Catholic apps, including mm-hmm. Mater Day Radio. Yeah. You know, our Hail Mary media app. There's apps that help you with an examination of conscience. So... Yeah, they say turn off your cell phone, but I think it means you should definitely silence it. And if you are going to use it, you should use it to help you prepare. Yeah. No playing games, no texting people while you're in line. Okay. okay. That should yeah. be a firm rule. I, You know, I typically just don't bring my phone into yeah. church. I just leave it at home. Leave it at home. Yeah. Okay. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, Ask God to go to... Be with you as you go through your your sins, mm-hmm. right? Kind of work yeah. that through with him. You can say the rosary. You can do a little spiritual reading in a book. 
and you can meditate on the gospel of the day. Those yeah. are all things that you can do while you're waiting. You know, at the reconciliation services that we have, they usually have a little card that kind of exactly. has things that you can think about, different uh, sins, reflections, those sorts of things to help you prepare. Those are always very nice to have. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. that's so important. And oftentimes they will lead you in an examination of conscience. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a reconciliation evening yeah. uh, event, I've also seen tips on while you're in line too, praying for those who are making their confessions oh. at that time. That's you nice. pray for them yeah. also, so that way all of you may have a good and thorough confession. Sure. Now, what not to do? Okay. Okay. Obviously, we're not doing things like eating. All right. <laughs> yes. This is a reverend event. Don't need to be drinking. You can wait for that drink of water, whatever, uh, until after you're done. Offer it up. Yeah. And of course, we talked about the cell phone thing too. You know, I guess if you're going to use it, make sure you're using it in the right way. Mm-hmm. No talking, David. Yes. You can't find your friend in line. You know, let people go ahead of you so you can be chit-chatting <laughs> about the latest sports scores, yes, March Madness, that. whatever. No talking. This should be a quiet time. And you should also not be praying or singing out loud. Yeah. Those prayers should be silent because, again, the silence uh, creates a very reverend opportunity. Yeah. And remember, there are people who are confessing and while some of them are in confessionals oftentimes they will be just chairs and a priest around a sanctuary Mm -hmm. because they bring in so many priests because so many people want to go so they're trying to do their confession Mm -hmm. uh and and so you want to make sure that we create an environment that just works beautifully for that end so yeah and and be sure to check your bulletins many many parishes around the area will be having those reconciliation evenings most do It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. All right. Well, this Tuesday, this has been an ongoing event, and it's coming up again at 7 o'clock. It is the Autistic Young Adult Ministry at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Beaverton, providing a space for neurodiverse young adult Catholic ages 21 to 35 to create community, foster faith, and minister in the church. Registration is requested, but it is not required. You can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, this is a Friday. That means, hey, no fish Friday or no meat Friday. So maybe your idea is for fish, but we're going to have some other suggestions for you in our second cup right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, I'm Father John Ricardo. I'm the executive director at Acts 29, mobilizing for mission. And the host, together with Mary Guilfoyle, of the You Were Born for This podcast. So how do you hear God? Well, I guess it's first of all worth calling to mind something obvious, which maybe it's not so obvious. God talks. In fact, 
He desires for us to hear him more than we desire to hear him. He's constantly taking the initiative, trying to break through into our lives in lots of different ways. God's not like one of those old radios that you have to just kind of, you know, play with the dial and stumble upon the frequency and then hope once you get it that it doesn't get filled with static or something like that. God knows how to communicate with you and me. He made me. He made you. I think especially for the season of Lent, if I want a surefire way to hear the Lord, it's to read scripture. Because every time I read the word of God, he's talking to me. So maybe this season above all, let's carve out some time to just bury ourselves in the word of God, most especially in the gospels, and to ask Jesus to talk to us and to give us ears to hear what he's saying so that we can continue to grow, to live, to think, and to love like him. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Lovebug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 848 at Mater Day Radio. Well, rain likely today. All that snow that fell up here on the uh, parking lot is now melted, thankfully. Have a 60% chance of showers. Uh, high of around, well, we'll say 47, 48 degrees today. 50% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 39. And then a 50% chance of rain on Saturday, high of 51. Don't forget again, Saturday night before you go to bed, you got to turn your clock ahead as we spring forward to daylight savings time. Okay. Yeah. Currently, it's 38 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 37 degrees at St. John the Baptist Church in Milwaukee. The morning blend's not over yet. There's time for a second cup with David and Brenda. So if you miss the opening of the morning blend today, all the way back nearly two hours ago at 7 a.m., it was another winter wonderland here up on Sylvan Hill. We came up in a wet pavement, and then as the hour went by, it was still dark. But then as we started to see outside, everything was right. Pavement, landscaping, trees. And so thankfully, as you just said, David, uh, it is melting away. So it's a Friday of Lent, which we know is a 
No Meat Friday. No Meat Friday. And so it was fun yesterday. Dina Marie joined us and she shared a recipe that her husband Rob made for mm-hmm. uh, Lent on last Friday. Vegetarian pizza. Oh, it sounded awesome. <laughs> Didn't that sound really oh, good? Amazing. Oh, because he made the he made homemade he made crust, the crust and everything. Yeah. And you know what's been fun? I've been watching a whole lot of videos now, little TikToks. Uh huh. They're not TikTok. I don't have TikToks. They're reels. But yeah. of people making doughs, and they're talking about like the hydration level. Like this is a eighty percent hydration. Sure. Uh, I, I didn't quite understand what all that meant, but as I recognize that as that number goes up, the more I guess loose mm-hmm. the the dough is, mm-hmm. and then it makes all these different types of. Bread. Yeah. I'm fascinated by it. That's good. So bread on a Friday is a good thing. And in fact, uh, lots of people fast on Fridays. Ken Helania said that too. He was talking about that. A fast day. So bread would go along with that. But if you need a little bit more than bread, we've got a little inspiration for you, especially if you don't want to have fish. Yeah. You know what I had as a kid growing up a lot for for Fridays during during Lent? What's that? Interesting combination, but it worked. We ate it, and I enjoyed it, and I still enjoy it to this day. Scrambled eggs, sardines, and toast. All mixed together. All mixed together. Okay. Yeah. And I would put a little ketchup on it. There you go. All right. Just like that. How about that? Sardines and eggs. <laughs> Okay, David, I'm going to let you just stick with that recipe. I loved it. I'm not sure. I'm I, My father-in-law, I think, would have loved that, too. He yeah. loves sardines. Uh, my mother's go-to that she would serve us often is we'd have bean tostadas. Oh, sure. And yeah. you'd have, like, just the, the hard round shell. She'd put her beans on top of it. And then all kinds of things you can put on top of that, too. Now, if you go online, you can find some great recipes. Beans are a great alternative oh, as your protein in place of the fish. Yeah. Because the, the beans will do it. Lentils, lentils obviously, yeah. named after the season itself. I love lentils. Mm-hmm. So that those are great options. Yeah. Now, I found a place on the line, too, that talks about it. It's, it's tasteofhome.com. Mm-hmm. And it has literally 65 recipes for a no-fish Lenten meal. Excellent. I'm like, wow. This And, and, and look, I got to tell you, yeah. go to any one of these pictures, mm-hmm. and they are phenomenal. One that I'm looking at right now, David, mushroom and sweet potato pot pie. Ooh, that sounds and really good. And it's got beer in the stock with some mushrooms. It looks a little tomato-y. And then across the top... Mm-hmm. It has glazed sweet potatoes inside nice. those little, what do you call those little cups? Like, you know, that you have the, this little food in that you can yeah, make, whatever right. those are called. Sure. There's a word. Okay. Uh, so you can be creative. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, wow, that looks fantastic. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do on today's show. I'm going to put this website on mm. there because it is fantastic. These are all meals for a Lenten Friday. Look, you're going to want to have them any time of the year. You know what's also so good? good? Yeah, a falafel. I love falafels. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Very tasty. You got a, you have a good Greek restaurant yeah. that you get them at? You, you can. I mean, or you can just buy them, make them yourself. Buy them you know, and make Buy them. the falafel balls, garbanzo beans, essentially. Yep. Yeah. Very tasty. All right. So uh, maybe be experimentative. Uh, we talked about having a date night and making a meal together for yeah. a Lenten Friday. So. Tonight's the night to do that. We hope you enjoy today's second cup. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, Hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. It is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast until we head into the weekend. 60% chance of rain today, high of 47 degrees. 50% chance of showers overnight tonight, low of 39. Saturday starts to warm up just a tad. 50% chance of showers, high of 51 Saturday. 60% chance of rain on Sunday, a high of 52. It's currently 37 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, it's Crowder featuring Mandisa and Let It Rain. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Crowder with Mandisa. Let it rain. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in all this week. We do appreciate it. Again, don't forget, Saturday night before you go <laughs> to bed, turn those clocks ahead one hour as we get into daylight saving time. I'm going to forget. Are you going to forget? I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going <laughs> to okay. forget. Don't forget. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. A new episode of View from the Pew hey, coming at you right. at 7.30 this evening. The podcast will be up this afternoon. We're going to be talking about our misuse of our cell phones. 